Welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, episode number 12. Hi, I'm Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with Everyday Entrepreneurs. Hey, 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 friend. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Holly Knoll, and I am the host of this show. Today, I have a lovely, beautiful human being, Courtney Kester, as my guest. Now, Courtney and I are newer friends. We met this year in a business mastermind, which is basically a group of business owners that get together on a regular basis to really push each other to our, you know, more to our to our higher limits we encourage each other to get out of our comfort zones to take imperfect action and to show up as our most authentic business selves and so naturally courtney fit right into this concept because she is an empowerment coach herself she started her career however in the production world she was behind the camera and was a cinematographer and photographer but throughout the course of her career She saw humans the world over become anxious and get in their heads and disconnect from their true selves when in front of the lens. And now as an empowerment coach and Reiki master practitioner, she guides people who feel out of alignment to their self-connection and their full self-expression. She helps them dive deep into topics of things like self-abandonment, self-exploration, and self-regard. So this is a juicy conversation today. We get into a lot of the intangibles. So this isn't necessarily a quick one-two fix for X problem, but this is, we're, we're going to challenge you today to ask bigger questions of yourself, to ask bigger questions of your life, and to really think about what it is you want And we will also give you, Courtney also, I'm taking credit for Courtney, but we, Courtney also will give us guidelines and ways to know when we are out of alignment and when we are not living in our integrity. And so without saying too much more about this podcast and giving the entire thing away, let me introduce to you friend, Courtney Kester. Courtney, welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank let's you for just having get, me. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And let's just get right down to it. I know everybody is probably dying to know, how does somebody go from the film industry to the work of being an empowerment coach and a photographer and having and running your own business? How, what has your journey been like and how did you get to where you are? That is such a fun question. Um, <laughs> and first of all, it's such an honor to be here. So thank you so much for having me, Holly. Uh, I, I mean, it's been a long journey, right? It, it always is. That's, that's the way that life goes. For me, it was such a fun start to be in the production world. It was something that I wanted to do once that spark kind of um, clicked in me when I was in high school. It was something that I knew I was going to go into. And it is interesting because when you're in the film world, you can do one of two sort of things, which is be in the corporate side of things where you go full time and you're in an office, um, or you can be more freelance. And that is, that was one of those things that I didn't really know what that was when I was learning about it. And so for me, I think I went into it with the mentality of everything is a nine to five and you go into an office and that's the definition of a job. And so even in the production world that seemed fun and exciting, I still saw it as going into an office and having a job and then maybe one day being on set somewhere and that would make it, you know, really fun and different. I quickly learned uh, outside of graduating that being in an office and being in a corporate environment just really didn't align for me. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I just had a reaction to it. So I was working 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, potentially longer, and then commuting back home an hour. And so I 
would legitimately cry walking to my office from the train and then cry coming home. I would call my mom <laughs> and just, just connect with her because it just was, I didn't realize that that's what being misaligned in your career feels like. And I didn't know how much of my life it would consume. And so it really was my, my entire life and it was taking it all up and I didn't feel connected to it. And therefore I didn't realize this at the time, but I didn't feel connected to myself. And so I, luckily, um, I don't know that other people in my department would, would have said this, but luckily that job actually met its end for that entire department. And for me, that gave me the freedom of seeing things from a different perspective. And so I was able to leave that job because it, it, ended, it ended. And then I was able to freelance and discover what freelance looked like, which meant testing different things out and having these short stint jobs and um, getting to explore and adventure. And while it was very, very scary, I will say, to not have a secure job to continue to go to, it it lit a fire under me in a different way that I didn't um, know existed or was could be a part of the career path that I took. And sure. So let me just pause you right there. I think yeah, yeah. that I, I love it. I, I can totally relate to so much of what you said. Um, but I want to just, I want to dive into just a little bit about your career because so many people aspire to be in the entertainment industry, the film industry. And as a college kid, you did too. And, and that was kind of that Holy grail that, that, oh my God, kind of like, if I got this job, I'm guessing Correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been here. I, I'll, I'll take my, I'll use my example. I, I really wanted to go into consulting. I really wanted to work for like really big firm, go to office, go be in meetings. And I laugh now because these are all the things I ended up hating. But, um, you know, I had this idea of gl- glamorous office life and, you know, not far into my career, obviously I started, the wheel started to come off and I was like, no, this is not what it, what I thought it was. Tell me a little bit about the type of work that you did, because in previous conversations we've had, you've, you know, you, you've mentioned that you've traveled the world, you've been able to work with some pretty big names and celebrities. And you've also, but at the end of the day, that still wasn't necessarily where you wanted to go in your life. So tell me a little bit more about like kind of like your journey and, and what specifically you did and then kind of what what led up to that kind of ultimate dissatisfaction and 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 what was that pivotal moment maybe that you decided to take a turn. Yeah. Uh it's interesting because when I look back now it was many moments that built up to one big one probably. Um I did through going through the motions of what I thought I needed to do, right? Like the checklist that you and I are both touching on that, you know, you, you get the, you get the office job, you get the, or whatever, however you define it, you, you get the job, the career, um, and you grow from that and you, and you grow up the ladder, say. For me, I would, I continued to explore what that looked like in my field. And so I originally went into production in, in the producer-y role and kind of planned to go down that path and and slowly realized that I actually really liked being behind the camera. And so then I shifted into being behind the camera, which gave me other opportunities to discover things I really liked and connected with. So while I was continuing to walk down this path of where would I go in the film industry, I was discovering things like, oh, I really love to travel and I don't like being in an office. And so there was a little glimmer there, right, that showed me, that built to this bigger transition period and gave me the idea of, oh, wait, a nine to five in an office doesn't have to be the only option for a career. And so it was things like travel, things like being on set, things like getting to, um, getting to interview people that made me really realize how much I loved connecting with humans and having those one-on-one conversations. And I think honestly, the root of everything for me was people, right? Even travel was because when I go and travel to different places around the world and even stateside, I'm always looking to find out what's the culture of that place and connect with the people that are from there and, and really learn and be a student of the area. And so to me, I, I started to link those things and 
there came a turning point when I realized that I wasn't aligning with the job that I had and the value that I wanted to feel for what I did wasn't being met. And that was my responsibility then to act upon. So I shifted and did what I will say is still one of the scariest (laughs) decisions, which was then go into business for myself and allow it to be something that I'm continuously figuring out over time and realize that I really needed to be in a profession that connected with humans because that was my deep core um, strength and, and, yeah. and really was what I wanted to do. Yeah, I, I I can totally relate to what what you said, and I'm I'm guessing there's other people that can too. When you when you talk about, I imagine you were living in New York at the time, <laughs> and so if you can imagine Courtney walking the streets of New York City and crying to and from work, girl, I've been there. I I not only just crying, you know, coming home after like a shit day, but like crying, going to the office and being and like, I remember distinctly feeling like going to this, my last corporate job was like every force, like I had to, it was like walking through like molasses, literally trying to force myself to go to this office. Like, I just remember how awful that felt. And, and perhaps it's not that dramatic for everybody, but it certainly was for me. And I, it's nice to know that we are not alone in this. And, um, you know, there's, you also had a a similar struggle. And I think if that's not a sign kind of, you know, showing your misalignment with kind of your purpose, I don't really know what is. So that, that's just such a a great contrast and such a great, um, strong message to pay attention to in terms of like, Hey, wake up, it's time to make a change. So the, the whole, there's a black hole kind of between working in a corporate job and starting your own business. And, and the black hole is that space between, right? Like that is where it's the hardest. It feels the most risky. It's, and how do you create a bridge over that black hole? You know, that, that black kind of ambiguous kind of like space, like how do you go from, you know, really predictable, maybe miserable, but predictable corporate job into boom, I'm a business owner. So let's, let's unpack that a little bit. And I'd love to hear like how you kind of, um, navigated that, that space in between those two transitions. How did that, how did that work for you? Oh, the, I, I just read something recently actually, where it described the black hole as being like going from one trampies to another. It's like when we're meeting our edges. And you have to release one to get to the, to the next. And so there is that, that black hole is that unknown of, of that middle where you're, you're reaching the next one, but you haven't quite reached it. Um, And the beauty of it actually was that the end of the message was that all of life is actually that in between. And we just need those moments of holding on to, to ground. Um, And I, I think that that's a, a lot of honestly, what my experience has been in that uncertain time of transitioning and and being in the constant state of of transition really as a business owner and continuously learning um, for me, I know I started and I wanted to have all the answers and i I know that I'm not alone in that where I looked everywhere for somebody to tell me what's the checklist of okay, I left this job. And this is exactly the steps you need to take in order to be a business, a successful business owner. And I, I wanted all of those details, but I kept finding that I was only, I was only really hearing, okay, I was here and now I'm a successful business owner. And I wasn't getting that in between and I was craving it. And so I, I really vowed to myself to take note of what the process felt like. And interestingly enough, when I look back now and thinking about this question as you're asking me is, it is, it's, <laughs> we just have to be honest with ourselves. We have to take a moment to actually take stock and sort of audit what are the skills that we currently have in this moment in time. So actually sit with and write down every skill, which isn't just necessarily a talent that you can use and make money off of that, that you would normally recognize as a business skill, but also like, what are the relationship skills that you have? What are the things that you enjoy and are good at that you 
bring to everyone around you and to yourself, like really taking note, what do, what have I, what have my experiences brought me to this point and listing that out and recognizing that you have those skills so that you have clarity there. And then being able to intellectualize and say, okay, now what are the skills that I want to grow and, and take the, and find your people and take the courses that you might need to grow and amplify those skills to help support you in a time period that feels really unknown and really vast and brand new, right? When things are new, we're nervous and we want to hold on to something. And it's really important to go to yourself first and remember what you have and empower yourself before you go to another person. Mm. I think that that is a, a, a step that we miss. We want to intellectualize first, and that's very important. We we can't ignore the knowledge part, but we also, just to the same, cannot ignore our inner wisdom. That's so important for us to really recognize because it builds the self-trust we need in the unknown, and that, that self-trust will forever be continuously built, but it is so what we need in the darkness of, of trying to navigate something new. Yes. I love that. I, I love, I love that. Um, a, just kind of going back to yourself and thinking about what are you good at? What do you excel at? What do other people come to you to, for help with? Like, these are all brilliant strategies for figuring out what you should do next. Like what you could do next, not even should, what you could do next. <laughs> and I tried to take, remove the word should out of my vocabulary because <laughs> I, I just really have a problem with should. It's loaded with judgment. Um, awareness. But awareness is the first step. You're aware of everything. Awareness. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I caught myself too late, but I caught myself. Um, <laughs> but really relying on, on yourself first and, and then going to others to kind of help you like, you know, bet out your idea. I, I do. I, I think that's great. I, I also think that there are people who have spent, you know, 20 years in a job or working for somebody else. And I think throughout that period of time, it's really easy to lose sense of who you really are. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, that needs, that's, that figuring out who you really are is a lifelong project and a lifelong effort. But I, I can speak from experiences. I was 15 years into corporate jobs and I definitely had a sense of not really knowing who I was or what I was here on earth to do, like what kind of purpose I was here to do. And that was in part due to somebody else was always telling me what my purpose was, meaning my boss, the company I worked for, my goals and objectives on my annual review, the mission statement on the wall in the conference room. Like that was a superficial way of telling me what my purpose was when at the end of the day, it really was not anywhere close. So what would you tell that person who, you know, who has been working for somebody else drinking the Kool-Aid because, and there's nothing wrong with drinking the Kool-Aid. It is the path of least resistance when it comes to success working for somebody else. But if they want to break free and really discover, you know, kind of who they are and what they're here to do, what their purpose is, how would you, how else would you kind of guide somebody into, into those first steps of self-discovery? Yeah, I will first say, take a deep breath. Because I think that a question like that can feel really, really big, especially if you haven't asked it yet, and it's coming up, and it's making you feel a lot of feelings. For me, anxiousness came up when I first asked that question and I felt really intimidated by it. And so deep breaths are very helpful to reconnect ourselves to self even before we know who we are. So I would say to do that and to remember that you're a human first. And that human piece is so essential because it takes you away from the fact that you're connecting, you may be connecting yourself to your job, right? If your identity is seen as the work that you do, then that's how you are that that's who you feel yourself to be that is how you describe yourself and so if you don't have an understanding of self outside of that it is a process to start to break that down and i think reminding ourselves that we're human is just like that moment before when you were like oh i shouldn't have said should right it's these <laughs> it's these moments of i need to allow myself to get to the point of awareness i now am aware that I've been identifying myself as my role. And I don't want to do that anymore because I am being depleted. I'm burning out. I don't, 
I don't feel like I'm being valued potentially. Right. And so if you want all of those things, those are, that's then self-responsibility, right? Those are things that you need to discover what is nourishing to you, what will fuel you and make you come back to self, even if you don't know who that self fully is yet. And that will be a forever process of unfolding, but it really is one of those things where it does take time. And so having patience with yourself and reminding yourself you're human is the most essential piece, especially at the beginning, but always, <laughs> um, because it, it will be a lot of a lot of discovery, a lot of mistakes, and you'll probably want to beat yourself up in the beginning. And that's one of the, those things that you need to be really gentle with, because you don't know what you didn't know, and you're now learning and and growing and and knowing better as you continue to to move in the process of getting to know yourself. Mm, yeah. So, great questions to ask yourself, and and. I, those, you know, great prompts to help people. This is only a podcast and obviously people can go deeper working on this with you. Um, but I would also like to know just in terms of not everybody is ready to leave their job and, and take a leap into, you know, maybe a more greater unknown, whatever that might be. Um, so for those that are just trying to cope, with what's in front of them today, who are barely kind of keeping their heads above water and, and are just feeling like the stress of kind of everything happening in the world. Maybe they're working, you know, a lot of my friends are working more hours than they ever have. People are just kind of tired right now. There's a lot going on, a lot being thrown at us. What are some ways that people can, what are some takeaways or things that someone could do to kind of go easier on themselves, avoid this burnout or kind of work through the burnout and come out on the other side and still be able to like forge ahead and do life in, in a more healthy or better, more healthy way. What would you, what would you recommend? One of my, one of my favorite humans and a great teacher of mine, Nick Strack taught me capacity and understanding what my capacity levels might be. And, and and discovering that I had capacity first and foremost was <laughs> seems like a funny thing to say was mind blowing, but it really was mind blowing for me. I just didn't pay attention to what my capacity levels were and how much I had to give at any different and any given moment. And, and therefore I was overextending and that was where the burnout came in for, for me personally. And that wasn't just in my career. That was also in relationships. Everything in your life ends up being connected. If you really allow yourself to to give, to give it time to connect it all. It's, it's fascinating. So if you're being burnt out in one area, it will affect all of the other areas. And so it's really important to ask yourself, what is my capacity and to get to know what that looks like and what that feels like for you and, and continue to ask that question and start to resource what that feels like when you ask that question and, um, and get to know what is your true capacity so that you can communicate that to other people. You can confidently say, if it's in work, I would love to take that on, but I, I currently am at capacity or I currently am unable to take any more projects, um, but I can reconnect with you once I'm, once I'm done. Um, and so it, it's really honoring yourself and regarding yourself and not promising what you can't deliver. And in, in turn, it will connect you naturally to your body. Um, and through that, it's also connecting to what I was saying before about what nourishes you. Those questions are so important to make sure you know, um, because it might mean that a stressful thing comes up at work, which is inevitable. And you're able to know that what's nourishing for you is to be able to go outside and take a breath of fresh air. What's nourishing for you is to, you know, put on a podcast for two seconds or put on a song that's really going to calm your system and emotionally regulate you. What's nourishing to you is to actually just get a drink of water because your body needs water or you're hangry, which is a real thing and, and you need to eat. Um, and I think that, that we don't realize that those simple things that we do for, for kids, right? Like kids, if they're upset, it might be one of a few things. They're hungry, they're tired, they're frustrated, and they can't communicate it. We need to ask ourselves those simple questions regularly and, and help ourselves to 
walk through what may feel like a big adult situation is actually just something that's happening in life that we can reconnect to ourselves in and show up a little bit more connected, um, which will actually have a ripple effect on the people around you energetically, which is a beautiful thing too. Yes. We, we really can't show up for others in a, in the, in our, as our best selves in the best way possible. If we're, we ourselves are running on empty. Right. And well, that seems, that's like a, not a new concept and, you know, but it is such a true concept. I know that when I'm not at my best, I know that there's something nagging going on with me in the background. There's whatever it is, tired, hungry, stressed out, overwhelmed, whatever it is that all of those feelings, which are very real and normal and, you know, acceptable, those at the same time, they cause me to not show up as my best self. And, and I think I heard an underlying theme when you were just kind of describing um, different ways to nourish yourself is also boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that goes back to your capacity. The capacity thought is when you're at capacity, being able to define how much, how many hours you have in a day to do X thing, that's also setting a boundary. Like I have two hours today to work on this project, or I have, I have one hour today to, you know, to, to work on this project. That's all I have. Maybe a boss comes to you with something else. Then it's like, okay, would you rather me work on project X or project Y? I cannot do both. Tell, you know, please help me prioritize my work so that I can, you know, make sure I'm meeting the goal or, you know, working on what's most important. And we can do that. We, without bosses, if our bosses ourselves, we ourselves, we can also do that for ourselves. And I'm constantly in prioritization mode, especially when things are crazy busy and I'm gearing up for things like a launch or um, a major piece of content that I'm about to release. Um, You know, what's more important, A or B, B or C, A or C, you know, constantly asking that question of importance to kind of tie back to oftentimes the thing that I pick that's most important needs to tie back to a bigger goal. Mm -hmm. And if that bigger goal is peace and quiet, if it's reducing myself, my stress level, if it's creating and completing that piece of content or launching that project, whatever it is, that's, I use my goal that, that goal is the bigger guiding light to help me make decisions on what's most important. I love that. I also think there's a piece there too of being okay to reset expectations because the the one thing that I've really noticed is that I wanted at one point to not have expectations and that is very unreal, (laughs) unrealistic, (laughs) I've noticed. Um, But being able to take a minute to reset them can help you draw the boundaries you need to draw, can help you get in touch with your capacity level and what it actually is. And it's it's learned over time. And that's a part of resetting our expectations, right? Is that one, one day you might have overbooked yourself or you might yeah. have a million to do's that you put on your list that you genuinely thought you could get done because you were excited as you wrote your to-do list. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, <laughs> you weren't able to get to them. Being able to reset expectation and not berate yourself for it is such a powerful such a powerful tool. And it's something you definitely, definitely need as a business owner, if that's the transition that you're wanting to enter into. Absolutely. Yes. I I love saying this phrase over and over and over. I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. Mm. Yeah. So good. We do. Just because you are feeling and something one day does not mean you have to stand by it and brand yourself and stick to it for life. No. Mm -hmm we change. We're human beings. We're ever evolving. The world around us is ever evolving. And therefore, I strongly believe that I I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. And that is so freeing too, because it allows, it also allows you to put a stake in the ground. Like, hey, today I am, today I am not going to eat any refined sugar, but you know what? Tomorrow I can, if I want to, you know, and, and, you know, then the critic in me is like, well, what about discipline? And what about, you know, meeting goals and what my goals can change. My discipline can change, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm talking more about the right to change my mind more on a, not on such a micro level, but the second something stops feeling is something feels painful or really, really, really unhealthy or really not good. That is a prime time to be able to change your mind. 
Now, yeah. when you're working out and you're lifting hard weights, if if I'm going to be like, well, I just change, I reserve the hard the right to change my mind and pick <laughs> up five pounds instead of the twenties at any time I want. Well, okay, is that helping me make my overall goal that's still really important to me that I haven't changed my mind about? No, but I do think as a rule of thumb, we all do get to change our minds. We reserve that right. It gives us flexibility and it helps us not be so harsh on ourselves when things don't go as planned as well. Yeah. And it, it makes me think a lot about a couple of things I've been been learning about both and culture. And and there is not one right way for everything, um, mm-hmm. for anything. Um, and so in the way that you were just talking about that, there might be a way that you do it today and that differs from the way that you do it tomorrow. And that is totally okay. It doesn't have to be fully structured. There are different yeah. energies that we bring, structure and flow, and allowing space for them to work together allows for many millions of different ways for something to be done for many millions of different people. We all might do something differently and take a different path. So there is no one right way to do it, which again comes back to how do you <laughs> navigate from a full-time a career position to then being your own boss, there is no one right way. Mm-hmm. There are a million different one right ways to yeah. <laughs> do it for you. And there's a big both and in there where you were saying, you know, I, I maybe I maybe what I want is discipline. And maybe what I also want is to be able to change my mind. And I'm able to do both of those things mm-hmm. because it's okay that there, I don't, it's not an either or. I'm allowing myself mm-hmm. to have multiple options and to know that life is really nuanced and some days the option needs to be on the table and other days I'll want to make myself more structured. And so I think that there's a a fascinating play that can happen here when you get to really explore the, the realities of what structure do I really need to keep myself going and reach my goals and what flow do I need to bring to allow myself to let something be created and to allow my full self expression to come into the mix and, allow myself to not be so rigid and and really meet myself where I'm at. And so I think that beautiful dance is is so what you were speaking to and it's been a joy to explore and I think a necessary part I've found in the in the journey I've been on from leaving a full-time job to creating my own business. Yeah. So much yes to all of that. And and I think we've I think we've kind of covered, you know, boundaries are essential. However, with boundaries, we also reserve the rights to change our mind. And we also reserve the right to, to change and evolve as people and kind of realize what feels good, what doesn't feel good and ebb and flow with that. As you said, I want to jump into just a little bit about showing up authentically. Mm -hmm. I know that you work a lot with clients on how to, you know, how to, how to really get in touch with more of your, your true self. But for those that, um, I guess, you, you know, whether you're a business owner or you are working for someone else, actually let's, let's cover, I, because I think the approach can be somewhat different. Let's say that, you know, someone's listening that is working in a corporate culture that is pretty rigid, that has a very kind of strict corporate code, if you will, um, an expectation of how everyone needs to be acting and showing up and, and, um, you know, getting work done. How, how does somebody continue to kind of fit within that culture, but also be them, their authentic, true selves without kind of sacrificing who they really are? Like, how, how do you, how do you kind of play with that tension there about showing up who you are, but also playing the game, if you will? How does that sure. work? <laughs> <laughs> I think authenticity and our journeys towards what is integrity, what's in integrity to us is a personal journey and, and a personal responsibility, right? So that's going to be a journey that you will take inside and outside of the office because the, like your job is a part of your life. Um, and so I think that one of the things that can happen here is you'll, if you can give yourself the invitation to explore, like I was saying before, things like what feels nourishing to you, Mm -hmm. what feels in integrity, what are your values? If those things aren't feeling aligned with what your company's values are, there might be a conflict here because your authenticity might not have room to breathe. 
And then that's really telling because that might mean that there is another space that you're going to need to explore for your authenticity to come alive. Not every space that you're in might have space for your authenticity to be there, but it is, it's a really beautiful thing to want your authenticity to come out and want to be living in your integrity and to find something that aligns with that is a very important piece to allowing for it to come out. And you're the one who gets to guide what that path looks like, whether that's creating it in the environment that you're currently in and allowing more of yourself to come out because potentially you've been afraid to be authentic, or if it's that you don't actually have an aligned uh, integrity and values in your current position and you need to maybe explore it elsewhere. So I think that there's a, a lovely little journey if you are open to the invitation. <laughs> to yeah. So. I, I love how you, you talk about living within your integrity and a good indicator, at least within my personal journey has been, do I feel good? Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel good, I, there's something out of alignment and there's some, I am not living within my values and integrity if I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about like, you know, I, I drank too much wine. Well, you know, this could actually <laughs> <laughs> apply my drink too much wine the next day I have a headache. Do I feel good? No, I have a headache. Okay. Well, maybe that is outside my values. I, I, I should have had, you know, one glass instead of two, whatever that is. But I'm talking more about like when I interact with my coworkers, when I'm presenting something, when I'm sharing my ideas, when I'm being really excited at work mm-hmm. and the conversations I'm having, are they in the vibration? I like to call them, are they high vibe? conversations where I'm walking away feeling great Mm. and not, and we aren't lucky to have those types of conversations. You know, we aren't often lucky to have those conversations every single time we interact with somebody, but the majority of the time, I think if you feel good at work, that's, that is an indicator of living within your integrity. But I guess when I really started to know it was time to leave was when I didn't feel good at work, when everything I did at work wasn't high vibe, my energy wasn't high vibe. The conversations I was having just wasn't high, weren't high vibe. The company values didn't mesh with my values. And that's where I started to have those indicators of like, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not being authentic anymore. I'm not living within my integrity and it is time to make a change. And so just something as simple as like how on a scale of one to 10, how good did I feel after that? And, and if somebody could ask themselves that throughout the day and just do a quick check-in while you're standing in line to pay for coffee, while you're standing, while, while you left, after you left your boss's office or after you jumped off a Zoom call with your boss, like, how did you feel? Did you feel good? Did you feel like, did you feel good? Even mm-hmm. if it was a hard conversation, you can still have hard conversations and feel good after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Does that resonate with you? For sure. Well, you're talking so much about the energy that we bring to different spaces and Mm -hmm. how that interacts with others, right? Your team, Mm -hmm. all of you affect one another. And so again, this, the core of self-connection is so powerful because if you can connect to yourself, you can recognize where your energy is at and what you're, what you're giving out. And if you're not feeling like you were describing, do I feel good in this scenario? Did I feel good after that meeting? Even if it was a hard conversation to have, did that feel nourishing to me? Did that, you know, where am I at after this? What do I need? What is my capacity right now? Do I have energy to give anything else to this workday in the way that I need to? Or do I need to sit at my desk and work with myself because I actually need some time? I think that all of these questions are the ones that you're going to end up dancing with because, <laughs> to figure out how you feel and if you feel in, in alignment. Um, and I, I think too that it's, it is a, it's really important to ask those questions because it doesn't just affect you as we, as we talked about. And, mm-hmm. and that to me is, it's, it's an, a, a really beautiful relationship you get to have if you choose to work in an office because you, you get to be with people, you get to be in community. And that's a really wonderful thing. And that self-connection that you will build and that self-trust that you will build will affect 
so beautifully those people around you because it will allow you to have those hard conversations that are really enriching and building up a mm-hmm. company and building up a relationship within that company. With others, with yeah. other people on your team. And mm-hmm. I think that we we may not realize that self-connection truly does lead to enriching relationship and and asks us to come together more than come apart. So I think that there's something really big there that it's, it may feel like a simple question in a coffee line to ask yourself, how did that feel for me? Mm-hmm. But it's really asking, it's really asking yourself, how did that feel for me? Because you want to build connection to self, deeper awareness and regard for self and deeper awareness and regard for the people around you and the company you're working for. So it's, it, it is a, a beautiful and loving question to be asking on yeah. a pretty consistent basis. And the consistency is key. Oh, I think, I think Siri on my watch just said, that's what I figured. (laughs) She literally just said out of nowhere. That's what I figured. (laughs) She's like, I know. All right, everybody. There's three people on this podcast today. Let me introduce to you, Siri. (laughs) That was so great. know her. (laughs) Um, The consistency piece that I think is critical because I don't think we just ask ourselves once or twice every now and then, how do I feel? Because as we grow and evolve and change as humans, how we feel about certain situations or people or places or things is going to change too. And so one of the things I've noticed as I've become a business owner is just kind of some of the relationships I've had with certain people in my life those have kind of ebbed and flowed because I've ebbed and, ebbed and flowed. I've become, you know, I've put myself in a different place in my life, in my business, in my head that may or may not align with those relationships that worked for me three or four years ago. And so I think what I would also caution people is like, it's okay. Or, or I guess I would reassure people it's okay if something that used to feel good no longer feels good or vice versa. Something that didn't used to feel good now feels good. Like that change that how you feel about certain things will change as you change. And and would you, would you agree or do you have anything you could, you would add to that? I mean, this is my jam. We are ever, (laughs) (laughs) we are ever evolving humans, ever evolving. And we have a, we have an opportunity to be in relationship with that evolution of ourselves and and this is a lot, this is all of what we're speaking to in this conversation today, that you change is inevitable. It will happen all around you. Time will continue to move on, but your evolution is something that you need to say yes to. And I think that that's, that's a beautiful thing that we get to, to be empowered by if we want to be, that we can actually take, uh, take action, take beautiful, imperfect action in our lives um, to to meet the evolution of ourselves and, and where do we want to be and can we allow ourselves to move forward from a place that we've been and release what is no longer serving us and 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 really honor what's been there thank what's been there and that that might take a while to get to I've I've been on that path with a lot of things I still am with some things <laughs> and, <Yep>, me too <laughs> <laughs> and it's and again that's human but to to know that where you are now is is so different from where you were four years ago. And if you allow yourself to reflect on that, you'll realize the natural evolution that happens and that things that really bothered you then may not have such a hold on you now. And that's what it looks like to release what is no longer serving you and to allow yourself to evolve into a human that continuously learns and grows and and you know expands in in this beautiful world and gives what they experience and and learn and that's just such a beautiful medicine that you and only you have because we are all living in such different ways and so allowing yourself to ever evolve is my favorite invitation (laughs) as a human with that invitation if you're listening go back and rewind like 30 seconds and (laughs) re-listen to what Courtney just said because I think that is the whole Kind of that kind of pulls everything together that we just talked about. Change is inevitable. Say yes to change. That is, this is the invitation of life, is to grow and evolve and constantly be checking in with ourselves and what feels good. How that can be a guide point to 
helping us determine whether or not we're living within our integrity, whether we're being our most authentic selves, whether or not we are doing and living out our purpose, even in some sort of capacity. Um, I, I, I cannot thank you enough for being here today, Courtney. Do you have any, actually, I don't even think we really dived into, dove into this. I don't think we really have dived into this. I'm having trouble with my tenses. Humanness. Um, humanness in <laughs> this is so imperfect. It. It's not even <laughs> funny. Yes. Um, so do you, can you tell us exactly what you do in terms of your coaching program and who you coach, how you help them? And yeah, I know that you just launched something. So tell us, give us the I- scoop did. So funny, funny enough, I just launched a course called Evolve and I, <laughs> I'm amped about it. And I, <laughs> I got super I can't excited. tell. <laughs> <laughs> I got super excited to talk about it. Yes. It, it, it's a, a 22 day exploration of self journey and, and really um, an exploration of expansion in your own life. And so it helps you take stock in where you are now, really honoring your present moment and, and slowing down into it and then allowing you to assess, okay, from there, what are the dreams that I really wish to bring into life? And then the last week is bringing those two together in action, in imperfect, beautiful action that you can take forward with you. And it's a tool to continue to use over and over and over again when you feel out of alignment or just are feeling off off of where you were heading in, in life and, and to just take stock of, of where you are and where you want to go again, because that may have evolved and you didn't realize it. So um, I have a, an evolved self-paced course, and then I have one that we do together. My next group course offering is in November. So if you're interested, um, and then I am, I also do empowerment one-on-one coaching and just work together in terms of what does alignment look like for you and what do you want to dive deeply into to better self-connect and um, learn a little bit more about what has self-abandonment looked like, what can self-exploration look like, and how can you learn to regard yourself more fully? We didn't even dive into self-abandonment, but I I do think the whole there, conversation. It's, it's wo- <laughs> yeah, it's all woven into a lot of this. And so, Absolutely. oh, Courtney, I could sit and ask you so many questions. Courtney is also a, a Sagittarius sister of mine. Yes. We're both Sagittariuses. <laughs> she also, um, I hope you don't mind me mentioning, mentioning no. this, but she also reads people's birth charts. I do. She, I do so charts. you're going to read mine tomorrow and I can't wait. I, I think that <laughs> part of also what you do just really exemplifies how intuitive you are and how you really value relationships and connection. And it's so clear that you're in the right line of work, helping other people do that the same for themselves. And so where can people find you online and anything else you want to add before we close today that we didn't talk about, but anything else that you think people ought to know or something that could help some listener out there who needs you (laughs) Anything else? Yeah. Well, to to tag on to what you said, and thank you for bringing that up, the birth chart readings for me are such a great tool of self-exploration because it helps you really gain understanding to who you know yourself to be. It's really amazing the connections that it has, and it just gives language. I've found that it gives language to the things that bring you tension and the things that come really easily, and it helps amplify those things in your life and, and gives you um, words to be able to use with others to, to connect more deeply with, with other people as well. So I find that to be such a beautiful thing. Uh, if you are interested in any of my work, you can find me over at Instagram at C Kester inspired. It's C K O E S T E R inspired. And then also at my website, C Kester inspired.com. Um, and then what would I leave you with? I would leave you with the fact that I pulled the card before oh I gosh. went on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were doing. <laughs> and it was, it was called hearing truth. And it all, it was all about the fact that you have the answers within you already and to really trust yourself and to, to tap in to your own voice and listen to what it's saying. And don't be afraid to share that wisdom and believe in what you have within you. Oh, Courtney, thank you. <laughs> thank you for pulling that card for us. I, 
everyone hear your truth, work with Courtney if you want to dive deeper and get to know kind of yourself, reconnect with yourself again. Courtney and I are in a, a mastermind where we've been working together on some pretty hard stuff when it comes to our businesses over the past few months. Just yeah. um, we're a group of five women who push each other to take big, scary risks and imperfect action. And I can tell you from working you know, with Courtney in this capacity myself, that she is the real deal and she's helped me grow my business and has helped me figure out what's important to me. So thank you for being here. And I, I hope that you continue to have a brilliant year with your business. And I'm excited to continue our conversations. And I hope that you can continue conversations with people that are listening right now. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It has been such an honor. It is always an honor to sit in any space with you. And I, I truly feel so lucky to be here in this conversation with you today. Thanks, Courtney. Find and hear your truth, everyone. We'll see you soon on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for being here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope you took away a lot of value when it comes to thinking about the big questions in your life and thinking about how you want to live. And how you want to fully express your true authentic self. Courtney gave us some great ideas and tools to use to know when we are out of our integrity, when we know to help us know when we are out of alignment. And those are strong messages that we must pay attention to because paying attention to those messages will help you live your best life. This is work that I am doing on myself continuously and work that I will probably be doing for the rest of my life is constant evaluation of scenarios, of people, of places, and of my feelings to help me indicate when it's time to keep going and when it's time to make change. Because as Courtney said, change is inevitable and we can always hear our truth deep within us, like the card she pulled. That was so cool, wasn't it? All right. So if you are hearing a whisper in kind of in your inner being, thinking about making a change, taking a leap from your current job to that of starting a business, go to hollynoll.com slash free and download my free business action guide. In six easy steps, you will further define your strengths, what you're good at, what people come to you and ask you for, you will define your values and your ideal workday and your ideal life. And within all of, all of that kind of mix of questions, you will have a solid business idea. I would love to hear how that goes for you. Reach out if you have questions as you're working through the guide. Again, it's at hollynoll.com slash free, the business action guide, grab it and get on your way to starting your own business. Thank you so much again for being here today. If you liked this episode, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would love to hear what you think. And until next time, friend, I will connect with you online. You can find me anywhere at Holly Knoll. And until the next time in the Everyday Entrepreneur podcast, keep going, keep taking action, and keep growing yourself. Thank you so much for being here today, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week on The Everyday Entrepreneur. There are thousands of podcasts out there and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm truly grateful to you. Make sure to stop on my website and you can subscribe there to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love your rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. Finally, check out my free guides to starting a business at hollynoll.com slash free and be sure to tune in two weeks from today for my next episode. Until next time, keep taking action to build your business.